Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Well, hello, listeners. We have the pleasure of having a guest and an executive spotlight, all about taking care of yourself and your body and your mind and everything. Our guest is Dr. Dalal Akuri, an innovative physician, and she is the creator of Healpreneur, which is a magazine, but also an entire digital platform for everybody to use. She's a medical expert. I can't even go into all the things that she's done because she wow. has a lot of degrees. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and a healthcare educator and an author and the founder and medical director of the Aware Med Health and Wellness Resource Center, which is a unique approach to delivering health care. So wonderful to have you on the show tonight, Dr. Dalal. I am very blessed and honored to be here today. And I'm so grateful to be able to share with everyone my vision, but I'm so happy to be part of a bigger vision, which is really together with you all, iHeart, and from Passage to Profit to the next level, because we're all passing from Passage to Profit. So my theme has always been about health and wealth, and your health is your wealth, and I really want people to start loving wealth, because wealth is not only money, Wealth is way beyond money. Wealth is wealth of knowledge, wealth of love, wealth of everything. And right now, we created a beautiful platform that really helps a lot of healers to be part of a system, which is a platform, digital platform, where you can tap into all the references you need, whether it's a legal advice or a medical advice or a healing advice or how to dress up to be a healer, how to heal yourself the relationship between spirit and mind. And we're evolving together with every expert in different fields because together we're stronger. So that's my platform. How did this idea come to you? You know, things were evolving every single day. And we have a plan and we have a vision, but we're really not only a plan and a vision. You know, I hope everybody, forgive me if I say, I believe that every one of us has a divine mission. (laughs) When we're planted on this planet for a purpose. And I feel like eventually we are able to see the complete masterpiece evolve. And it's just a piece by piece. And right now, I think my piece is almost done in order for me now to add all the other pieces that would make it one. So right now, my presence was to create this so that somebody like you, Richard, and you know, all of you, the I heart, all of us really become one in creating the passage to profit, in creating the healpreneur, in using everyone's experience to really promote health, promote wealth, promote, you know, wellness, because that's really way bigger than what we think. It's not a cardiologist, it's not an oncologist, it's not the lalakoi, it's every single one of us, it's every single cell that is working together as a musical. So what is wellness? I've always believed that wellness is once one is aligned with themselves and the spirit, their spirit, their mind, the universe, and everyone around them. And that's really what I believe balance and wellness is. But when we are trying to live a life that is not us, we're trying to have a mask that is not ours, we're trying to be somebody else we're not because we never tapped enough to know who we are. We think we know wellness, we think we know health, we think we know money, we think we know wealth, but we really know nothing because we don't know who we are, what we're here for, and we never aligned ourselves with the spirit, mind, and body. Remember when I talked to you that my alignment is spirit, mind, body, and the religious alignment is the horizontal part of this, which is really good because it grounds us. However, we really need to develop that part that gets us to be bigger, and better, and not only bound down. That's just wellness for me. To be well is to be able to perform, to be happy, to give, to have peak performance, to be at the top of your game. But that only happens when you know who you are and what you're running for and what you're trying to accomplish. But that's how I define wellness. So how does a person figure that out? The reason we're not able to is we're all brainwashed. I hate to say that. We have been told that this is the passage but we have never seen beyond. I live in Myrtle Beach, and I think this is the whole world, but that's not the whole world. 
coming to New York is a completely different dimension. Going to the U.S. is a, I mean, going to abroad is a di- different dimension. Going to Egypt is a dimension. Israel is a dimension. Going to the, the Far East, but the more you become part of that huge big universe, you are not limited to what they're telling you to live. Everybody is telling us that this is the only way you can hold this bottle, but it's not true. There is allow people to tap more into the wealth, wealth that is within and the wellness that is within. And I really think this is a complete system that needs to be changed, but it, it needs us all to really start promoting this and discussing. Let's heal from the inside out. Let's tap onto who we truly are and what are we here for. Because it's, I'm not here to please you. You're not here to please me. And we're not here to even please ourselves. It, we're here to make a difference and to enjoy the beauty of everything around. I mean, we're so limited by saying, oh, I'm not wealthy enough, but look at the wealth of nature around. Everything is ours. Why do we limit ourselves to the, this possession? It's limitless. But we never tapped into the limitless arena because we don't even know it exists. But it's a journey, right? I mean, getting to know yourself is a lifetime process, is it not? It really is, but it needs many of us to also take the leadership of allowing people to be mentored by masters. We live the life. We walk the walk. We pass the passage. So now we're able to give them, not advice, just give them tools to show them you know, how am I tapping into my inner wealth so that you can tap into your inner wealth? But if I am not your example and you're not my example, who do I learn from? So the key is to really, many of us take the responsibility, not only to really, now we've made it to where we know who we are, but it's also a responsibility of us, like what you're doing right now. It's a responsibility. This is not easy. This is not fame. This is not money. This is... This is really taking this to a different level by bringing us to awareness. That's why AwareMed come from. So, I mean, I did not even know how I came up with the word AwareMed, but I really wanted awareness. I wanted people to become aware. But it's their responsibility, but ours as well. We need to live our lives. Right. So I think when we're kids, we probably are more aware of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Much more. And then as you kind of alluded to, life intervenes, and there are some systems that we live under that are very strange. Like, we were at the train station going home last week, and anybody that's been there, there's a reader board, and you stand in this huge mob of people, and then <laughs> you wait for the... If you've ever been to Penn Station. You wait for your train track to come up on the reader board, and then everybody rushes to this one doorway as this huge mob of people and try to go down these stairs. And I said wow, this is like so bizarre. And this guy in front of me is like, yeah, this really is. So how do we get these systems, right? How do we get here in the first place? (laughs) I think is what she's asking, right? Well, you know, it's us. It's our duty to live the life that we want others to know what that life is. They don't even know it. We have the obligations to live it. We live it together. Uh, Maybe we can have retreats. And have those retweets televised. Televised. That's an interesting idea. It's a great way to show them how we can use nature the proper way. Uh, Like sometimes we go to the beach and really enjoy that together. Or we go to a mountain. It doesn't have to be a wealthy place. Just a place where we have us only and nature and see how we can enjoy it together and how we can make something a masterful piece from nothing because everything is there for us to tap into. I mean, there's nothing that is new. Everything you have is available. It's just we don't know how to tap into it. And our job is to really show people how to do it. It's like we know how to walk anyway. As a child, you're going to learn how to walk because you're here to survive. And I think part of it, too, is knowing that personal evolution is possible. Oh, yeah. I think there's so many people who are unsure that life can change for the better and having the hope that things can get better for themselves, for their family, for their community is really one of the first steps. And I think if we can show people hope that things can be better, then they can get started on that path and find out what is better for them. I have to agree with you 100%. 
but that also by teaching us and them to truly live the now. Like right now, I should be living that beautiful moment of being surrounded by every single one of you who is just enriching, and that's wealth. So that's a word wealth in a different way. So becoming a healpreneur is understanding that entrepreneurship is something that is way beyond just finances. It's bigger than that. It's way beyond that. It's just healing from the inside out. We all are capable too, but if we really teach people the tools on how to do it, how to be successful financially, emotionally, and health-wise, we create balance. Yeah, I can see how this is a really good fit with entrepreneurism because oftentimes entrepreneurism takes somebody out of a doldrums type of situation where they're working for somebody else at a job they may not really like and gives them a chance to do what they can do and more be themselves, right? Allow them to do so and tell them failures are great, but now we have resources. That's what that platform is for. You know, we, we can tap into your legal corner. We have a business corner. We have a marketing corner. We have a medical corner. We have an architectural corner. So we can tap into this. Each one of us is essential for the healing process. It's not restricted to physicians. It's not restricted to naturopaths. We all are part of the healing process. So we all are healpreneur in a way. Would you agree? I would. I would because <laughs> it's hard to disagree. <laughs> well, no, because if you're not trying to improve yourself every day and keep yourself healthy, then you really are not wealthy, right? I mean, absolutely not wealthy. Do you think that people are more similar than they are different, or do you think that people are more different than they are similar? They're both. We're similar in many ways. We all want to survive, and sometimes because we want to survive, we get afraid. And because we're afraid, we become defensive, and we destroy our adrenals. And there's a global adrenal in my mind. That's why there's wars. You know, we're all having, we live on our cortisol. I mean, we can figure of speech. The cortisol could be my cortisol or the government cortisol or the whole nation cortisol. We're all living out of budget. We have an energy budget that could be replenished and nurtured, but we think we don't have enough. And we all just keep running for something that we think is better when we have it all. It's like when you have a diamond in your backyard and you think it's not. So that's really what it is. We're here on Passage to Profit, Richard and Elizabeth Gerhart with Dr. Dalal Okori, and we'll be right back after this message. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gerhart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gerhart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And our special guest, Dr. Dalal Akori. And we are talking about what it means to be a healpreneur. And we all are healpreneurs, but Dr. Akuri can help us figure out how to be better ones. So, Dr. Delala Curry, I love that name. <laughs> I love you, too. Uh, you don't live in New York. No, I love New York now. I'm beginning to love it. So, where do you live, and where are you from originally? I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. My office is in Myrtle Beach, and the clinic name is Aware Med. You can find me online a lot. But I'm originally from Egypt, and I left Egypt for pursuit to find a cure for cancer, right after my very amazing dad passed away from pancreatic cancer when I was only 17. And I've relentlessly, I've worked very hard trying to find a cure 
But right now I know the healing is the answer. You have a publication, and it's an incredible magazine. It's online and also in print. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the magazine? The intention of this magazine was to create a platform because I, it was a very hard thing for me to reach where I am, understanding how can I really be a true healer. Number one, I had to heal. So all healers need to learn how to heal. That's a very important thing. You cannot learn how to heal alone, so together we can. So the magazine is really has all the resources that anyone can need that would help them to tap into the legal aspect of healing, the medical aspect of healing. So it's based on seven pillars, including spirit, mind, body, and the financing and how to market yourself and how to brand yourself and how to open a brand new healing center and how to really get it to a stage where it's profitable for you and for your patients. So that's really the key for this. And I feel like I am at a stage in my life where I do want to be instrumental in helping people by sharing the information that I've accumulated over the year. So this place is a place where you can advertise about yourself. Uh, It's a place where you can promote particular projects that you want. It's a place where you can submit for articles that are valid, that would really change people's lives. Like we, we talked about stem cells and how stem cells are misused by wrong places. So we have all the informations. Yes, I want to jump in and give a plug here to uh, Chris Southgate, an attorney at Earhart Law. He uh, wrote a marvelous article for your magazine about uh, stem cell research and a little bit about intellectual property, but really how stem cells can be misused. There's a lot of practitioners who really don't have validated scientific methods who are using uh, stem cells in the wrong way. So hopefully by communicating this, people will become more aware of this issue. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful article. And I think you really all need to get that. It's a very nice article. You can go to healpreneur.com, download that particular issue, just leave us your name, information. We'll keep in touch. We'll just ask us questions that you want us to talk about. We're so happy and proud to be part of your publication. And also, though, you've had some celebrities who have really been attracted to your ideas and attracted to the publication. So I saw Suzanne Summers on one of the recent issues. This article is with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Dr. Robert Goldman. Dr. Goldman is one of the co-founders of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. He's one of the very prominent people who have created the idea, but he's also a very strong friend and very close friend with Arnold, and there's a, more than one article about him. So Robert Goldman is really very supportive of this. He's really an icon as well. Everybody needs to read more about what Goldman has done and where he started his life in New York City from zero to billions and helped so many people. So, I mean, every single one of us have to find mentors. And this magazine will show you tons of these mentors, you know, including Chris and everyone else. I mean, we really are proud of that. So even though the articles are written by super smart people, they're written in a way that the normal person can understand what's going on. And they're kind of written with a view to how you take care of your own health in relation to what this article is telling you, right? Absolutely. I mean, it really, it gives you ideas on how to really create your own business, but also how to really align yourself, spirit, mind, body, in one direction so that you really can heal and heal others and tap into every single one of us who can help you get to that stage. You can even have turnkey operations that we have also created. So there is so many things from a turnkey operation to have your healing center to a legal advisor that can represent you if you have patent which is really important to really protect your intellectual property. You have no idea how important that could be. Oh, yes, we do. But in (laughs) in all fairness, I mean, there's all sorts of different advice and assistance from all different sectors of the economy, the entrepreneurial community, marketing information, financial information. Branding. And so it's really a wealth of resources for any entrepreneur, but especially for those who have an interest in the healing aspect. And so... You're a physician, but you've also done alternative medicine. I'm a bridge between allopathic medicine and everything else because I believe that allopathic medicine has contributed to us and science by making us understand what our ancestors knew 
without science because they knew it. So I am now a bridge between the two to bring science and everything else into harmony so that we can heal as many people as we possibly can together and in a legal system that is proper and with a financial support that is exactly proper and the proper marketing. So that's really what Healpreneur is going to do for you and for the community and for every single one of us together we're stronger. I think that's my new word. Together we're better. It sounds like you're building a community around this. It is a community. Right. It's so, all of us. So it's at healpreneur.com. You're involved in the layout and the photos uh, and everything, right? I mean, I don't sleep until it looks perfect. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say perfection. I like excellence, but I really like it to be just right. And I think we're going to be talking about CBD oil pretty soon. We're coming from Israel, talking about CBD and the legal aspect of that. I tried getting some, and you never know, like, what you're actually getting, right? I'm a chemist, so if I had a gas chromatograph, I would shoot it in there and see what's actually in there, but I don't. And I tried what putting it— What is a it, gas chromatograph? It's a long story, but I rubbed it on a place that hurt, and it didn't do anything. Well, honestly, the problem we have is— there is amazing product, but if you really don't know the source and if you don't know the intention of how it was done, and also if you don't know the energy of the person who's creating the product, it doesn't work. And you don't know. I mean, just because I have a little caffeine in something, it's not really coffee. You know, there's a lot of syrup that looks like coffee, and we all drink it as coffee, but as syrup. So really, truly is awareness, education, and people like us that really take people to the next level by telling them how to really look hard until they find the right product. And if they can't, they can find people like us that tell them the right product. You're listening to Passage to Profit, Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt, along with our special guests this evening, Dr. Dalau Akori. And we'll be right back after this message. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Our executive spotlight this evening is Roger Milner, who's the chief growth officer for MetroPlus Healthcare Plan, and with him is Carlos Santiago, sales manager. Mr. Milner oversees three departments and manages a staff of over 350 employees. Since joining Metro Health Plan in August 2000, when the health plan membership was slightly over 50,000 members, he has helped increase membership by 930% to its current membership of over 525,000 members. Welcome to the program, Roger. So good to have you here. Why don't you tell us your story about Metro Health Plan and how you grew it from 50,000 members to over 500,000 members? So Metro Plus Health Plan is an insurance company here in New York City that is an affiliate with the New York City Health Plus Hospital System. So New York City Health Plus Hospital is New York City's public hospital system. It's a city entity, a city agency, and we're a subsidiary of that corporation. I actually was a marketing rep for this very same plan back in the late 80s, early 90s, and I left and came back in 2000. So when I came back in 2000, we had about 50 thousand members. 20 years later, we're a little over half a million members. So what happened? What's your secret sauce here? A lot. You know, we offer a lot of competitive products uh, within the marketplace. We have great salespeople. We really care for our members. We have a lot to offer our members. Besides just being an insurance company, we really take um, our members uh, uh, care very seriously. So we have a variety of 360 degree support service programs that really uh, members are attracted to. We out-educated the other plans within the New York City counties because that's where we primarily target our audience. Um, We've penetrated the community over these years, 
and Raja was at the helm. So it's really a lot of excellent communication Mm -hmm. coupled with a great team and great programs. And one of the things that's very exciting, I thought that um, when I was first joined this industry back in the late 80s and all through the 90s and the early 2000 era that I would never see such a major piece of legislation that would move our industry along as it did when the Affordable Care Act came out. So everybody is familiar with around 2014 when uh, President Obama was in office and he had a a very important mission that he wanted to guarantee health insurance and health care for all Americans. And the ACA was a pivotal point in the healthcare industry. Metro Plus was right there at the start of the ACA in 2014. And one of the lines of businesses that we offer within the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, is our shop product, which is a program that we're here today to talk to small business owners and what they can learn and benefit from potentially uh, being involved in the shop program. SHOP is an acronym that stands for Small Business Health Insurance Options Program. It's a program offered by the New York State of Health. We participate in that program. We have four medal levels that are considered standard, meaning that we cover medical, but we don't offer the dental and vision. We can assist with that, but Metro Plus Health Plan does not offer the dental and vision for those products, but we have that for other lines of insurance. Just to give some context to the eligibility requirements, when we say small business health options program, a business is able to take advantage of the fact that the government will subsidize the cost of some of the health insurance. In order to qualify, a business has to have between two and 100 employees in order to be considered a small business. In addition, the business has to have a physical presence here in New York in order to be a business that we can enroll. They must have the equivalent of at least a certain number of full-time equivalent employees in order to qualify. And once they meet these requirements, as long as they're willing to pay 50% of the cost of the insurance, the government will pay the other 50%. So the minimum requirement is that they have to contribute at least 50% to the cost of the insurance. Okay, I'm moving to New York and getting this plan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think our health insurance company does that. So do both employees have to be full-time? The employees has to be a combination of full-time equivalents. There could be some part-timers in there, some full-timers, but they have to meet a certain number of hours as full-time equivalents in order for the business to qualify. I'll let Carlos. That calculation has to come from the employer. There can be 10 part-timers, 20 part-timers. We had some like that where we have 400 part-timers but at the end of the day it's what the employer submits and their calculations of what's considered a full-time employee and does that add up to 100 employees or more they won't qualify whether or not it's under under 100 employees and they'll qualify what if it's just a solopreneur and they work with contractors to help them as they're growing the business what are their health care options under those circumstances or is there a way that they can arrange their employment relationship with the contractor to qualify for health insurance? A single sole proprietor cannot take advantage of the SHOP program. A single sole proprietor would have to apply for health insurance as an individual. And we do have products on the Affordable Care Act, on the exchange for individuals. Metal levels, just like Carlos mentioned earlier, gold, silver, bronze, platinum, where an individual can apply for health insurance. And depending on what their income is and their family size, they too may be able to get some subsidies from the government. In terms of the quality of the coverage, does it matter whether it's an individual who doesn't qualify for the program or if they're an employer and they do qualify for the program? No. Once you're a member, all members take advantage of pretty much all of the various services and programs that we offer. A single sole proprietor cannot join through SHOP because shop is for the business. If there's a husband and wife who are business owners, as long as there's at least one other full-time employee within that group, so it could be three, then they can qualify as a group. But a single sole proprietor has to apply for coverage as an individual on their own, and we have excellent programs. For example, freelancers. We have a lot of freelancers who take advantage of our individual product line. You said you just started SHOP recently? SHOP started in 2014 when the ACA first came about. So we've been in it from the very beginning. Once the government said that they would provide 50% of the cost to the business, which is when the ACA came about, businesses take advantage of this to get tax credits for their business. And so it's a great opportunity for the business to save on cost because the government will pay for a certain percentage of it. So we're not new. We started the shop program, and we've been doing it for about seven years now. If a sole proprietor is considering offering coverage to contractors, I would recommend building out the business to be a company to take advantage of these tax credits because that's a requirement. When they have that company, instead of working as a sole proprietor, they can then 
submit the paperwork, like the New York State Quality Withholding Tax, which outlines who's working for the company. And that's a required document to enroll. But if they remain as a sole prop and work with contractors 1099s, they won't benefit from the small group health insurance options. Right now, we have four main core products. We have our bronze, silver, our gold, and our platinum product. And each one of them have a different variation. So, for example, right now, the bronze product might have a premium of $543.25 a month. Silver would be $625.33. Gold, $733.06, and platinum at $856.22. Now, those are the starting points. That's how much it costs for a particular plan. But then subsidies kick in, and it'll lower that monthly premium. That's fantastic. Just to add, the affordability factor is dependent on how much the employer contributes. If you have an employer that contributes 100%. That's the place you want to work at. <laughs> right. and, but that's not the case for every employer. They offer um, 50% coverage. And that's when employees tend to want to shop around because that's going to affect their paycheck. Right. So you're in New York. Are you in the whole state of New York? Metroplus only operates in the five boroughs of New York City. Like I said, our relationship to the Health and Hospital Corporation, our footprint is in our geography is pretty much New York City only. If somebody actually has a business in New York City, but the employee, let's say, lives on the outskirts, they can still join. But our network of providers and doctors is in New York City. So if somebody's out looking for health insurance and looking at different plans, why should they do business with Metro Plus? Well, one key reason, going back to the affordability, we have the lowest price plans in the New York City area. There may be one or two plans whose premiums are a little lower, but our deductibles are much lower. So overall, we have the lowest cost plans within New York City. When businesses or individuals are shopping for insurance, there's a couple of key things they're looking for. As Carlos mentioned, affordability. So having low prices and low cost is, is a key driver of why so many people choose Metro Plus. The second thing is whether you're an individual or business, you're shopping for a quality plan, a plan that has been rated and has great, we call them star ratings, um, on how well they perform from a quality perspective. So if you ever want to check out our star ratings, just go to the New York State of Health's website and you'll see our star ratings for individuals and for small businesses. You guys do a lot for the people that are in your plans and for the community. We just went to a health and wellness expo that you sponsored with Dr. Oz, and that was amazing. Right. And you had people working out in one room, and you had presentations <laughs> in the other room, sure. and then, of course, everybody came to see Dr. Oz, who was phenomenal. Right. So that kind of outreach, it feels like you're more committed to the people that use your company than just getting their money. So a couple of years ago, myself and a good friend, Kenya Gibson. Our media maven. (laughs) We uh, had a a brainstorming session where we said, how can we make sure that New Yorkers feel more connected to Metro Plus? Every health insurance plan is responsible and required to pay your claims. They have to connect you to a provider and they have to do all the administrative parts of running an insurance company. But then, A health insurance plan shouldn't stop there. What can they do for their members outside of those basic things? So we decided to come up with a good-for-you concept where we wanted to make sure that an individual or business saw Metro Plus for other things, such as we wanted to make sure that financially an individual or the business was doing well because that's part of being good for you. We wanted to make sure that the physical person was intact. We wanted to make sure that the mental health status of a person was intact. So Metro Plus has all of these wonderful programs that we offer. So the reason why we teamed up with iHeart and we teamed up with Dr. Oz is because we were part of a health and wellness series where there was a panel of health insurance experts, there was a panel of fitness experts, and then a panel of nutrition experts like the one Dr. Oz was on. And so we took it a step further by having a private workout session in a certain portion of the expo where we had a celebrity uh, boxer, leave his name out for now, <laughs> and he actually demonstrated you know, his workout regimen. And that was a way of Metro Plus showing that we care about the physical aspect. So some of the participant was able to work out with us. And we do a series of those type of things all throughout New York City. We run fitness events in public places with celebrity athletes that just anybody could come and join. We've run um, mental health panels with people who are mental health experts as well as celebrities who dealt with mental health and anxiety issues themselves. We had a financial expo where we brought experts in the finance world together. And these are just ways that Metro Plus wants to give back to the community and make sure everybody knows that we care about you. If we wanted to do a class, all we had to do was sign up. We didn't have to pay anything. It was really nice. If you ever want to find out where Metro Plus is doing more good for you series type of events, 
Just go to our website. We list um, all of our activities that we're doing on our website. If people want to get more information about health insurance or where to enroll, that information's on our website. So they can visit www.metroplus.org. And we have a section where you can find out about events that we're participating at, where we have community offices in the neighborhood, where 300 of my sales representatives are that can assist with answering questions, whether you're a small business or an individual. I also want to mention that we're currently in the fourth quarter of the year. And the fourth quarter is a busy time for most health insurance companies and for individuals. Open enrollment is actually going on right now. And there's three different types of open enrollment periods that people should be aware of. If you're an individual and you don't have health insurance right now and you want insurance and you want to go through the exchange or the Affordable Care Act, open enrollment actually started on November 1st, which I believe was about a week ago, and it will run all the way until January 31st. So it's very important that you seek out health insurance between November 1st and January 31st, 2020. If you miss that deadline, you have to wait till next year, November 1st. So that's very important. If you're a senior and you're on Medicare, your open enrollment period started on October 15th and will run until December 7th. So any senior who has Medicare and Medicaid, they have the opportunity to either switch health plans or join a health plan between October 15th and December 7th. And then lastly, for any city employee and or their family members, and there's about 1.5 million city employees and their family members, open enrollment for all city employees started on November 1st and will go until November 31st. So they only have a month to enroll. So open enrollment's going on right now. Please seek out a Metro Plus health insurance expert who can help guide you through the enrollment process. Roger and Carlos, we completely support your efforts to be out in the community. Fantastic insurance projects, and we hope you'll come back sometime. Absolutely. Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhart. We'll be right back after this message. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, the inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Time for the pitches. But before we start, some vital info. Listeners, when you're listening to these two pitches today, think about which one you like better. It's going to be tough because they're both really, really good. And go to the Passage to Profit website and vote. Everyone gets one vote, and the voting is open for four and a half days until Friday morning at 10 a.m. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get your friends to vote since everybody only gets one vote. And you can remember the name of the show by imagining that you're walking down a long passageway, maybe a short passageway, with a huge pot of gold at the end. Passage to profit. And may your passage be short and your profit be huge. Now, each contestant gets two minutes to pitch, followed by a discussion with us. And the best overall vote getter gets a professionally produced video of their pitch, a $500 value. And it goes on to our YouTube channel. Our first pitch is by Amy Cannon who is an excellent photographer, but has a lot of other stuff going on too. And she's very glittery. Welcome, Amy. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I am a professional photographer here in New York, and I am the proud mother of two children. So as you can imagine, I take a lot of photos. I found that I was constantly lugging around my huge professional camera in my purse. And that thing is not easy to carry around with you when you're trying to carry all of your kids' things as well. So I didn't want to miss any moments with them, and I love taking photos, and I love documenting their life. So I decided that I was going to leave the pro camera at home, and I was going to use my smartphone instead. Now, the only problem is a smartphone only has so many capabilities, and I found that the photos I was getting were really dull and flat, and I just didn't like them. And when I was sharing them on social media, it was very obvious which photos came from my pro camera and which photos came from my phone. So I decided that if I was going to use my iPhone, I was going to master every single capability that it had. 
and I was going to find apps and tips and tricks that I could use that my phone photos would resemble my professional photos and people wouldn't know the difference. So I literally practiced nonstop. The more photos I started to take, the more capabilities I found that the phone had that I didn't even know of. I started researching. I started Googling. I went into the app store and I downloaded numerous apps. I tried to stick to free ones. And if I couldn't find something that was free, I found something that was $5 or less. I didn't want to spend a ton of money on this. I wanted it to be totally affordable. And I wanted it to be something that I could show my friends that would be easy for them to understand. Because what I didn't want to hear is, well, you're a professional photographer. You know how to do all of this stuff. I wanted to be able to teach someone else that had no skill level at all how to capture a beautiful photo from their phone. So then what happened is I started sharing all of my phone photos on my social media handles and people were like, there's no way you took this on your phone. How did you do this? And I started sharing all of my tips and tricks and I thought to myself, wow, maybe I should compile all of this information together and actually teach a class. So that's when I came up with Polish Your Pixels because I am very glitter oriented. I like when things are very sparkly. So I wanted my photos to be sparkly as well. So I developed this class called Polish Your Pixels and I started teaching it in person. So I would have people over to my house or I would go to their house and I would put my presentation up on their television and I would walk through this PowerPoint that I developed that I'm proud to say is 100 slides. It's a hundred slides of more information than you could ever imagine is capable on your smartphone. And this is Android and iPhone friendly. It doesn't matter what you shoot with and it doesn't matter what model phone you shoot with. I was using an iPhone 7 Plus. So I did not even have a 10 or this new fancy 11 phone. I had a 7 Plus. It wasn't anything fancy. And then I realized I'm totally limiting my audience by teaching this class in person. I should take it online. So that's exactly what I did. I developed a 90-minute downloadable workshop that you can purchase, download to your computer, and you can watch it whenever you want. You can pause it. You can take notes. And I literally go from start to finish in a way that is visual, easy to understand, and fun. So what the viewer does is follow me through the presentation. I talk through each slide. I have countless visual examples and screen captures from my phone so you can see step by step what I do. I broke up the class into different components so it begins with all the technical aspects of your phone. How to get proper exposure, how to photograph somebody that's in motion, how to get a good picture when the lighting isn't favorable. Then I segue into editing. I go through all the different ways you can edit a photo and make them look professional and polished. I devote an entire section just to selfies, how you can use angle and lighting and apps to get a beautiful selfie. That sounds like it would be enough already. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like quite a list. (laughs) Yeah, so I know we could go on with this and we will Mm -hmm. ask you more questions, but Mm -hmm. I could definitely use this. So where would I find it? So you can go to my website, which is www.polishyourpixels.com. And you can purchase it. It's 90 minutes for 99 bucks. And I tell everybody that's less than a night out in New York City. (laughs) Or lunch for us. (laughs) Or lunch, exactly, in Tribeca. (laughs) That's great. So what are your top three tips for the amateur photographer who wants to use their iPhone? First and foremost is always light. And that, that applies to whether you're a professional photographer or using a phone. If you don't have good light, you cannot get a decent photo. So how do you know how much light mm-hmm. you need? I mean, is it just experience and eyeballing or is there something more you can do? Practice. And I always tell people the first thing you look for is natural light. You always want to go by a window or you want to pull a curtain over a window so you have a nice diffused soft light. You want to try to avoid using overhead light or lamps because they mess with the coloring of your photos. You want to always try to find beautiful soft natural light first. Number two. A filter that looks natural 
and mimics the style that you like. So some people like a nice, vibrant, colorful photo. Some like black and white photos. Some like a more matte or vintage finish. It's finding one that you like that you can use on all of your photos so they all look cohesive and they look like they're in the same world. I always see all of those filter things and I Mm -hmm. never know what to do with them. I just kind of like they're there and somebody else uses them, not me. And people overdo it too. You know, you look at a photo and you're like, oh, wow. Like there's no way the photo actually looked like that when you took it. You want something that looks natural and is very pleasing to the eye, but doesn't look like it's been overdone. But is that something you use when you take the photo or is it afterwards? Afterwards. And I teach you from start to finish how to find a good filter and run it on your photo so it looks pretty. That's great. Okay, so point number three. Point number three would be personality. I think a lot of people just hold up their camera and they take a picture, but they don't put any thought or a personality into it. There's so many different angles you can play with. You can get down on the floor if you're photographing a baby or your dog, or you can get closer to a subject. You can have them turn and look at the window. You can really add so much personality and charm to a photo by just putting a few minutes of thought into it. Is there anything on these phones that will take 10 pounds off? (laughs) (laughs) I always feel like I look fat in pictures. (laughs) Actually, the angle that you take the picture can actually take 10 pounds off. There are so many times where I see people take a photo and I'm like, I don't know why you would choose that angle. You're so much more attractive than that. And you're so much tinier than that. If they would have just changed the angle of the photograph, it would actually make you look 10 pounds thinner. So, yes. I am am definitely buying this. But do people actually have a better side or a worse side? Absolutely. I mean, I have two good sides, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Everybody has a better side, and you should always know what side that is for yourself. Because when you're standing next to somebody, you want your better side to be showing. Or when you take a selfie, you definitely want to tilt your head so your better side is showing. We all have one. So should you stand straight on for a picture or should you turn kind of sideways? Turn kind of sideways. And for ladies, you would do like a nice sensible bevel, pull your legs together so it makes you look a lot thinner. Angle with your face. Definitely you want to turn a little bit. Head on tends to make you look rounder and thicker. If you turn to the side just a little bit, it gives a nice softer angle. One of the things that since we've started the show, we do a lot of photographs in the iHeart Lounge. After doing it so often, you start to think of goofy ways to kind of fun it up a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I really enjoy photography a lot more now that we're trying to make things a little bit interesting. So it's those things, I think, that make photography fun. Well, I think now that we live in such a social media driven world, businesses have to rely on really good photography to sell their product, whether that's their business as a whole or a product they're selling. Everything's visual now. So if you don't have the funds to hire a professional photographer and be taking these photos, for you, you should master your phone, your smartphone, so you can create these photos on your own and put them out there and they look professional and they look polished. That's only going to enhance and grow your business by having beautiful visuals to accompany it. Right. And as a law firm, I think Richard has to comment on copyright here and taking your own photos. We have lots of clients who borrow other people's photographs often instantly, and then they get a letter now from a copyright service telling them that they can't use that photograph. And sometimes the copyright service asks for a lot of money. So if you have your own photographs, if you can do it, then you're in much better shape. I mean, we were looking this morning at purchasing a photograph from a copyright company, and it was a photo that was taken in 1940, and they wanted like $1,200 for it. It seemed really expensive just to use an old photograph that they didn't even take themselves, Absolutely, right? and it has no personality or charm, and it doesn't really say what you want it to say because at the end of the day, you didn't take it. It's much better if you do it on your own and it's a part of you. It's so much more authentic, and I think people can see that, and they appreciate it so much more. So when you're taking pictures, do you snap a lot of pictures trying to get like 10 or 15 or something just to get the right photograph? Absolutely. I play with angles. I shoot from lots of different angles, lots of different light. I try to get as many variations of what I want to capture. So then when I go back and look through them, I can see which one I like the best and I have options. You never just want to take one and say, well, we got it. That's fine. No, you want to take at least 10. So when you go back through them, you can say, I like this one, but I like the lighting on this one better, but the smile is good in this one. You always want to have options. So where can people find you again? It's very easy. It's www.amycannon.com. You are listening to Passage to Profit on WOR 710 with Richard Elizabeth Gearhart, our special guest, Dr. Dala Akuri.
We'll be right back after this message. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Just pandemonium in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) We're here with our special guest, Dr. Dalal Akori. And on to our second pitch now. Uh, His name is Sahir Zavari, and he's from King Children. He's been on the program before, and he's here to tell us about all the wonderful developments that have been taking place at his company. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back on the show. So tell us about what's been going on. Sure. Uh, maybe before I get into it, I can just give uh, any new listeners a quick recap of what it is exactly that we're building at King Children. So we're building a platform for zero waste manufacturing, and our first product is custom fit zero waste eyewear. Uh, the way it works is we have an awesome app you can use to 3D scan your face and try on our different designs in augmented reality. Uh, Once you find something that you like, you can then basically buy it, custom fit to your face, and we deliver it to you. I'm super excited to tell you a little bit more about the zero waste manufacturing platform that we've evolved since the last time I was on the show. It's a really funny story because the history behind this really goes back to us looking into understand a little bit more about how eyewear is made today. And what we discovered was uh, frankly shocking. So let me take you on a little story. This was a stat that I found out that really kind of shocked me and and made me delve into this space. 97%, 97% of the waste that's produced in the world is not consumer waste. It's waste that's produced by businesses predominantly manufacturing businesses. And when I discovered that, I was shocked because I had kind of been exposed to manufacturing my whole life. And when I started to think about things and think about this stat, I realized that when you look at how we make things today, and this, this I'm going to use the example of the eyewear industry for you to kind of get into the details of it and understand how it works. The way we make things today is really a big problem and it's become a massive problem in the last 30 years as the number of items that we purchase on you know an annual basis has gone up and the amount of variety of products that we purchase has gone up. So let's talk about the eyewear industry. So most of us think of eyewear as being made out of a material that's called acetate. Often it's marketed as like fancy Italian acetate or... This uh, is plastic, right? This is plastic. This is right. a special, this is a specific type of plastic. That, which is made from oil. Which is, well, so so acetate may or may not be made from oil, but it's a synthetic material that the manufacturing process itself involves tons of chemicals and treatments in order to make it. There's various types of acetate. But what really shocked me was to realize that when we make one pair of eyewear, Okay, just one pair. What happens is about 85% of the material that it starts off as goes straight into basically a landfill or the ocean. So you take a block and you shave that block down until you land up with your pair of eyewear, right? That piece of plastic that you end up putting on your face is only 15% of that block. 85% of that block ends up typically in the ocean. And the reason it happens like that is because it's so much cheaper for the companies that make these products to throw out most of the material than to either do anything with the waste material, which as it is, is a low quality material after it's turned into shavings, or to frankly move over and use technological advancements like we have to produce a product without creating any waste. So for a typical pair of eyeglasses made out of acetate, just the plastic part, how much does that cost? I mean, what is the 
value of the plastic. It has to be pennies, right? It is pennies. And you're paying tens of dollars, if not sometimes hundreds of dollars for that piece. And that's where this all comes together. So if they throw out a block of plastic, they're throwing out five cents. They don't care. Then they don't care. And they'll throw out, and what's happening in this case is you're throwing out five times the amount of material that you're actually using to make the product. And so it's cheaper to do that than to take it and recycle it because it's so cheap to begin with. The cost to recycle it doesn't compensate for the money that they spend for the recycling, right, if they redo it. Exactly. And the other part of it is that the quality of the product you would get out of that recycled plastic is inferior, and so that adds to their incentive to just not do anything with it. And that's what's crazy, is that that's only half of the story. The second half of the story really shocked me, and this is something that's more unique to the eyewear industry than other industries, even though it exists in other industries. This is the inventory problem. Did you know that two out of three pairs of eyewear that is made never get sold and just gets thrown out? Two out of three pairs. Not even donated. No. I mean, not even to poor people that could use glasses. They just get tossed. No. And there's a few different reasons that happens. The main one being, again, it's just cheaper to toss it out. What happens so much of the time is that as fashions change and styles change, you have inventory that builds up over, you know, months and months and sometimes years, right? And this inventory is just lying in warehouses. It's slowly wasting away. It's getting damaged. It's getting scratched because you push the old inventory further and further back. And then what happens is one day you're like, oh my God, we don't have any space in the warehouse anymore. Let's just throw out everything we haven't sold yet because we can't even do anything with this stuff at this point. It's not in style anymore. It's not in trend. And it's and so you get che- a tax write-off. <laughs> exactly. And so it's just going straight into a landfill or into the ocean. And when you add it all up, 14 pairs worth of plastic is thrown out for every pair that we buy. So what did you do? So we decided that there had to be a better way and that there was a way to make products that people would love, that looked great, that fit people really well, that didn't create a massive amount of waste. And so the way that our production technology works is really based on three core principles. One is we only make things when they're needed. We don't make things and throw them in warehouses and leave them to waste away. We make things So when, it's really just in time. Somebody orders it, you make it right then and there based on their specs, you ship it to them, waste is minimal. Exactly, and, and to your point on just to their specs, we're making each pair custom to each person, right? So not only are you making the product when someone orders it, you're also making the product for them. And so you don't need to have tons of different sizes of eyewear. What you can do is you can just have that one product that made to that one person when they ordered it. And the third thing that we do, which eliminates that 85% of manufacturing waste that's created for each pair that's made, is we make the product using a special technology that we've developed that allows us to only use the material that's actually needed to make each individual pair. We don't use any extra material. And that's because our technology is based on this special laser type of 3D printing technology. We call it laser crafting. Well, when you think about what's happening in the world and all of the waste, I just recently saw a study about microparticles of plastic invading all of our oceans, all of our water. It's so small that even water filters can't contain it. And it's ending up on our oceans, on our beaches. and In the food chain, in in, our bodies. in, In the food chain, in our bodies. It's infuriating that, you know, not only are we ruining our planet, but we're ruining it for no reason. I mean, we need glasses, right? So you can justify some manufacturing so people can see. I think that's important. But when you're throwing out 14 pairs of glasses for each one that somebody uses, and then it's all coming back to us and polluting our oceans and our beaches and our bodies, it makes no sense. That's why we have a lot of prostate cancer because plastics are estrogens. So it's something that I would definitely love to promote on Healpreneur and I would definitely want everyone to start being interested in that product because cancer is something that could be prevented and plastic is a cause of cancer. 
I have to say, Dr. Delau, while I was reviewing this information, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking if incidences of cancer are going up in our society, digesting all of these foreign molecules, it has to have some sort of impact on our health, right? But plastic is a pseudoestrogen. It's called xenoestrogen. It's like estrogen with an X, X-E-N-O, estrogens, which really is a very dangerous kind of estrogen, and it causes cancer, prostate cancer in men, ovarian and breast cancer in women. It's really, really crazy. It's shocking. And what's so shocking is the fact that all of this has been hidden from us, right? Because all of this manufacturing waste that happens, it happens behind closed doors. And what businesses have done is they've told consumers that the plastic problem is our fault, which is just not true. Because when you look at the amount of plastic that we use as consumers, and they often talk about single-use plastics, right? Yes, single-use plastics are bad, but the real, real problem where you can really make a change is in how we make the products that we use. And I'll give you another number that's going to shock you, which is by 2050, there's going to be more plastic in the oceans by weight than fish. 2050, it's just around the corner. And most of this plastic is manufacturing waste because of the way that we've decided to make products. And to really understand the problem, to go back to what you were saying, Richard, the problem is that Many, many businesses today have invested hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars, in manufacturing facilities that are designed to overproduce products. And the reason they're designed to overproduce it is because the cost of the materials is so low that they don't care about overproducing it. They're not thinking about the fact that, oh, it costs us as humans to produce so much. They're just thinking about the financial cost. I've spoken to heads of sustainability at some of the largest companies in the world. And when I ask them, how much waste do you produce in your manufacturing processes? Their responses to me are shocking. What they tell me is, this is a head of sustainability, okay? Of a company that has like 15,000 employees, one of the largest acetate producers in the world, okay? It's telling me that I don't know how much waste we produce, I don't want to know how much waste we produce. I'm not allowed to know how much waste we produce. All I can tell you is that there's a line on our P&L that talks about how much money we spend getting rid of waste. Wow. wow. Well, well, so what do you think the answer is? I mean, certainly it's people starting companies to combat this problem as you are. What else can we do, do you think? What has been really amazing to me in my journey the last, I would say, six, seven months as we've really started to learn more about this and also talk a little bit more about this is finding other people who are building businesses that understand the waste problem in their industries. So the examples that I can give you are, you know, for example, in the clothing industry, the clothing industry produces a tremendous amount of waste in scrap materials that are never used because they're cut out in clothes that are made and never sold, right? Again, the unsold inventory problem. And what we found is that there are people all over, all over New York, all over the U.S. that I've met that when they hear my story, they're like, you know what, we see this in our industry as well. And some of them are trying to start businesses similar to what I've done that are trying to address it in the spaces that they know well. And organically, what happened is that we had this event and we invited people. It was something that happened pretty quickly. And very quickly, we had like 700 RSVPs to the event. It was launching our new product, Vision Z for a Zero Waste Future. And we were like, oh my God, like people seem to really care about this. And what we did is we turned that event into something that launched a movement that we call the Zero Hero Movement. And the Zero Hero Movement is about people who believe in and are starting businesses that are based on what we call zero waste manufacturing principles and zero waste principles. So principles of doing business that at their very core are building a business that doesn't create a crazy amount of waste in the world. And what we're hoping to do with that is really find more supporters and find other people who care 
about this as consumers who vote with their wallets and also people who are building businesses to be a part of it. And we're really excited because this is all kind of coming together very organically and we know that people care about it. And so that's what I think people can do is they can become a zero hero. How can people find out more about what you're doing to help solve this problem? Two things that people should do. One is they can go to our website, kingchildren.com, in which they can learn a little bit more about the waste problem in the eyewear industry and learn a little bit more about the products that we've created using cutting-edge technology to combat that waste problem. The other thing they can do is go on to uh, zworld.net, which is quickly becoming kind of the epicenter for the Zero Hero movement, where different Zero Heroes talk about their businesses. Our aim is to create an entire ecosystem where you can commit to being part of a zero waste future and as a result, buy products and services that do not create a massive amount of waste. Thank you so much for coming tonight. We're 100% behind you. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. We'll be right back after this. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearhart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearhartLaw.com. At Gearhart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearhart Law. www.GearhartLaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. Well, we've come to the end of our presentations this evening, and I hope everyone liked them as much as we did. Well, I felt like it was a very important topic, health. Absolutely. And there's so many different ways to approach the topic, too. We had discussion on health and wellness. We had discussion on health insurance. And we even had keeping the earth healthy through waste management. Yeah. So I want to summarize the pitches that we had. So pitch one was Amy Cannon, amycannon.com. She does photography, but she also teaches you how to use your smartphone to do great photography on your own. Our second pitch was Sahir Zaveri and Adrian Wynn with King Children at kingchildren.com. They make custom eyeglasses to fit your face, but they're also saving the world one pair at a time by not having the normal amount of waste that comes with making glasses. Right. And even though you can't vote for them, don't forget to check out our guest, Dr. Dalal Akori at Healpreneur.com and our executive spotlight, Roger Milner at Metroplus.org. Now, Google Passage to Profit and make your choice. Remember, you can only vote once and you have until next Friday at 10 a.m. to vote. The best overall vote getter for the show will receive a professionally produced video of their pitch a $500 value. I would like to say a special thank you to everybody who came today. And we really had a good time, didn't we, Rich? It was absolutely a fantastic show. We had so many different guests with so many different perspectives. From Florida, from Long Island. So anyway. um, From North Carolina. (laughs) We'd like to thank our media maven, Kenya Gibson, our producer, Noah Fleischman, Rob Barrett's our engineer, and the whole iHeart team. And listeners, don't forget to join us next week for another excellent speaker and another round of pitches. And you can start thinking about what your pitch will be. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart from Gearhart Law on iHeart with Passage to Profit on WOR710, the voice of New York. 